Aleluya. Aleluya. Praise God. Let's have a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your mercy and your grace, for your power here present. Thank you for the anointing of your spirit. We give you praise, be exalted, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, our hearts are open to receive your word today. We're asking that you speak to us in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Let your word distill upon our hearts as the dew of heaven. And let everyone be changed and transformed by reason of your word in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Please, you may be seated. God bless you. All right. You're welcome in Jesus' name. Amen. How is your weekend going? All right. Okay, so we... We'll continue from where we left off um, last week. Uh, understanding ministry gifts and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Understanding ministry gifts and the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, uh, we're going to look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit first. And then we'll look at the gifts of the Holy Spirit in the fivefold ministry office. All right, so uh, by introduction, I would like to first and foremost introduce you to what the gifts of the Spirit are. The gifts of the Spirit are supernatural endowment or supernatural manifestation of the Holy Spirit through the believer or through um, the minister of the gospel, the fivefold minister of the gospel to help the church, to strengthen the church, to bless the church. Hallelujah. And these gifts are given by the Holy Spirit. Um, They are not talents. All right. They are gifts. And going by that word gift simply means that which the Holy Spirit reveals part time. Not necessarily something that is given to you for for keeps. Amen. It is actually um, the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. So let's read the Bible very quickly. First Corinthians chapter number 12. I'd like for us to read uh, the first 11 verses very quickly. First Corinthians 12. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts. Now the word gifts was added by the translators, but originally wasn't part of the manuscript, okay? So it says now concerning spiritual, in other words, the spiritual, all right? And But if you read on, um, there are mentions about the gift of the spirit. So the translators just thought it wise to add the word gifts there, okay? So spiritual simply means pneumaticus, meaning uh, things pertaining to the realm of the spirit. Okay. So now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that you were Gentiles carried away onto these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the spirit of God calls Jesus accursed and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. 
and there are differences of administrations for the same Lord, and there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all, for the common good of everybody. All right, verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the same Spirit, to another working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these work at that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally as he wills. All right. Um, The reading of God's word is blessed. All right. Understanding ministry gifts and the operations require good understanding um, of the manifestation of the spirit. Verse 7 tells us, that it is the manifestation of the spirit. Praise God. Now, what does that mean? These gifts are the manifestation or or a manifestation of the spirit. So what does that mean? It does not mean that God gives you word of knowledge for keeps or just for you to keep it in your custody. No, it doesn't work that way. It's unlike talent. Praise God. Okay, talent is what you keep. It's there with you. You wake up. You can do it, okay, it's there. But these gifts of the Spirit, uh, the Bible says, are a manifestation of the Spirit. They are the manifestation of the Spirit. That means that we desire them, and then God manifests them through us. So it's not something I can make up. It's not something I can choose to, to act out at will or by an act of my will. No, uh, it is as the Spirit of God wills. So, um, understand that. So that's why a prophet cannot just prophesy because he is a prophet. Okay, the hand of the Lord must come upon him to prophesy. All right, you remember when um, those two kings, um, Ahab and Jehoshaphat, okay, the son of Ahab, rather, and Jehoshaphat, wanted to inquire of the Lord to know whether to go to Batu, against a particular country, and they came to Elisha. They wanted a word from the Lord. Hallelujah. And then uh, he said, get me a minstrel. And as the minstrel was ministering, the hand of the Lord came upon him, and then he prophesied. So prophets don't prophesy because they are prophets. They prophesy because the hand of the Lord comes upon them to prophesy. It's just like, you know, electrical um, appliances okay they will not function because they are electrical appliances they have to be driven powered by electricity praise god so it is the hand of the lord that powers these gifts so we cannot uh, choose to manifest them by an act of our will they are given to us the manifestation is given to us by the holy spirit all right so um, it is worthy of note to note that the manifestation of the spirit in believers, all right, does not mean a call into the fivefold ministry. That somebody is prophesying in church, all right, does not necessarily mean that the person is a prophet, okay? Uh, someone who is good in exhortation, 
and who manifests the gift of power in church does not necessarily mean that that person is an evangelist or an apostle. Okay? There's the operation of these gifts um, in believers, and then there's the operation of these gifts in ministry gifts. Praise God. Okay? So, the operation of these gifts in believers does not graduate them to being or becoming ministry gifts. Amen? Okay. Now, the use of these gifts as ministry gift is different. When a ministry gift is using these gifts, okay, he uses it as a ministry uh, gift under a higher dimension of anointing. There's a higher level of anointing, okay? It's different from when a believer, uh, so to speak, you may say a layman, a man is using the gift. But when a pro, so to speak, someone who is uh, called into that office and stands as a ministry gift in the office, when the gift is manifested through him or her, all right, is always stronger and with more accuracy and more strength and you know, um, vigor. Amen. So the anointing that ministry gifts operate under, ministry gifts operate under, that anointing is always stronger when it comes to the manifestation of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit. Amen. Okay. It's always stronger. Now, in the fivefold ministry, um, we mentioned um, about uh, the fivefold ministry last week. Um, apostle, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, right? Can we go over it again? One, two, three, let's go. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, okay? Uh, I need you to follow. Let's try and follow that order. One, two, three, let's go. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, all right? One more time. Let's do it together. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. All right. So those are called ministry gifts. Not everybody or everyone in the body of Christ that is a ministry gift. Okay? Uh, it is not given to everybody that if you're a believer, you must either be, you know, either an apostle or a prophet or an evangelist or a pastor or a teacher. No. No. Okay, there are people who are called not by their personal qualifications or longevity or duration of time that they've stayed in the body of Christ. Okay, it's a calling, it's an election of grace, it is a selection of God's mercy. Amen. So it's not something you, um, you sob or seize to yourself, it is given by God. Okay, now. Um, the fivefold ministry has certain gifts of the spirit that the spirit of God consistently or regularly manifests, all right, in those offices. And you may consider these gifts as, so to speak, um, office tools or supernatural equipments in their offices. Okay? And so, um, considering the gifts of the spirit, we have to consider them in good understanding so that when we are looking at the different offices of the fivefold ministry, um, we can 
tell you the gifts that the Spirit of God normally or usually would manifest in those offices or in each of those offices. All right, so let's look at the gifts of the Spirit very quickly. The gifts of the Spirit. Now we just read First uh, Corinthians 12 from verse 1 to 11. Now I want us to go over it again uh, very carefully and see what God is showing us here. Let's go, verse 1. It says, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Praise God. I would not have you ignorant. In other words, there are Christians who are ignorant of the operations of the Spirit of God in their personal lives and in the church. They don't understand how the Spirit of God works. And God would not have us uh, ignorant. Why? Because ignorance is not in our own interests. It's not in our advantage. Amen? It is not to our advantage in any way. So we need knowledge of these operations. You know, sometimes interacting with other believers in the body of Christ, I've discovered that maybe because of my own background, I was privileged by God to have a very strong prophetic background an apostolic background. Amen. So I understand these gifts. Even before I started learning about them in scriptures, I'd seen the manifestation of these gifts over and over again. But interacting with other believers, I have discovered that very, very few, less than 20% of the body of Christ actually understand these gifts, see these gifts in manifestation. Some people, the way services are run in some churches, they may never see these gifts in operation. Amen? All right, because the kind of services they attend is just Sunday service, and they do one hour 45 minutes or one hour 30 minutes, and it's just worship and word. The man of God may manifest this gift in the preaching of the word, but they can't tell whether or not, you know, it was a gift that was, mani- or any of these gifts that was manifesting. They can't tell. Why? Because they've not been taught number one, and the manifestation is not specific. It is not evident, so to speak. It's like it's, you know, lumped in the ministration of the word. And it may minister the word and just give examples by word of knowledge, but the person listening does not even know that that was word of knowledge. Okay? So, um, this is this is something that we need to understand because these gifts are meant for us these gifts are to be used by us, okay, by the mercy of God. These gifts are to um, be engaged by believers for the common good of every one of us. Amen? And so we need to understand them. So God does not want us to be ignorant of these gifts. Verse 2, quickly. It says, you know that you were Gentiles, speaking to the church at Corinth, the Corinthians, carried away onto these dumb idols, even as you were led. So they served idols, and those idols did not speak, could not speak. Amen? They didn't speak to them, couldn't speak to them. Why? Because they were dumb. They were dumb. And Paul is saying that, look, you have come to the God who speaks. Hallelujah. The Lord our God is a speaking God. He speaks. Glory to God. That means when you come to the house of God, or you enter into your personal worship and devotion, all right, you ought to hear the voice of God. The voice of God ought to come to you. 
Praise God. Amen. God speaks. God is not dumb. God speaks. Can someone say amen to that? Turn to your neighbor or tell your neighbor, say God speaks. All right. Louder, louder. Say God speaks. All right. God speaks. He does. Now, wherefore I give you to understand, Paul is now saying to them as a veteran, he said, look, I want you to understand this and I give you to understand. He was teaching them. That no man speaking by the spirit of God called Jesus accursed. No man. In other words, you cannot speak by the spirit of God and speak against Christ and speak against Jesus. If you speak by the spirit of God, then you, you have to glorify Jesus. Why? Because the spirit always glorifies Jesus. Amen? It does not mean that if you do not curse Jesus, then you are speaking by the spirit of God. That's not the right interpretation. Amen? All right. Can, can you help us shut the door, the noise from outside? I don't like it. Amen? Okay. So, are we together? And this is very important. So someone says, well, he calls Jesus blessed. Does not mean he's speaking by the spirit of God. What he's saying is this, that if you are inspired by the Holy Spirit and you're speaking by the Holy Spirit, all right, we can tell how you will glorify Jesus. You will magnify Jesus. Amen. That means Jesus is revealed and glorified through your speaking. Praise God. Now, I want you to take note of something here. They're speaking of your own will. You speak of your will. Okay? And then there is speaking by the Spirit of God. Speaking by the Spirit of God simply means that you are speaking under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Yes, you can speak by an act of your own will to make up your mind to speak. It was your choice to speak. And then they're speaking by the Spirit of God. When the Spirit of God inspires you to speak. Amen? So it says, no man speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. So that means any man, all right, who speaks by the Spirit of God glorifies Jesus, and no man can truly recognize and submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ except by the Holy Ghost. So it does not mean that if somebody says Jesus Christ is Lord, then the person, you know, must be saying it by the Holy Spirit. Not necessarily. You see, this is different here. It's saying that if you say that Jesus Christ is Lord by an act of your own will, you said it. You chose to say it. Amen? That's different. But you see, for somebody to actually say it from his heart and mean it from his heart in total submission to Jesus as Lord, that must be by the Holy Ghost. That's the point. Amen? All right. Verse 4, quickly, for time. It says, now there are diversities of gifts. So this, this means that these gifts are, you know, different. They are different gifts. Diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. And there are differences of how these gifts are administered. The administrations of the gift. All right? It says, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations. So we see gifts, we see administrations and operations. Okay? And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Amen? So there are different gifts. 
there are different ways of administering these gifts, praise God, and then there are different operations of these gifts. The operations of the gifts of the Spirit are diverse, they are different, okay? But it is the same Spirit, it is the same God, it is the same Lord, amen, operating these gifts through us. All right, now, he now tells us what the manifestation of the Spirit is given to Every man to profit with all. Every man to profit with all means everyone in the body of Christ for the common good of all. For the common good of all. So that means the gift of the spirit manifesting through me is to help somebody. Amen? Is to help somebody. A brother, a sister. Is to help somebody. All right? It is not a selfish manifestation for me alone. Of course, it benefits me as well because I'm part of the body. Praise God. But primarily, it is directed at helping someone, a brother, a sister in the body of Christ. Can someone say amen to that? So it is for the common good of all. Now, it now tells us these different gifts. Okay? For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom. Can we say that together? Word of wisdom. All right, louder. Come on, say, word of wisdom. All right, word of wisdom. And to another, the word of knowledge. Come on, say, word of knowledge. All right, by the same spirit. Okay, that's number two now. To another, faith. Come on, say, faith. That makes it three. By the same spirit. To another, the gifts of healing. Come on, say, the gifts of healing. Oh, all right, by the same spirit. Okay, that's number what? Are you sure? Number five, to another, the working of miracles. All right. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. And to another, diverse kinds of, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Okay. So nine altogether. How many? Nine. Let's start again from verse eight. Word of wisdom, one. Word of knowledge, two. Faith, three. Okay. Gifts of healing, four. Okay, working of miracles, five, prophecy, six, discerning of spirit, seven, diverse kinds of tongues, eight, and what? Interpretation of tongues, nine. So there are nine gifts of the spirit. How many? Nine. I can't hear you. How many? There are nine gifts of the spirit. So let's come back to Emmanuel now. The gifts of the Holy Spirit are supernatural manifestation through a believer or a minister which enables him or her to speak, to know, and to act as God would by the power of the Spirit. So these gifts are not operated by the will of man, okay? No, they are the manifestation of the Holy Spirit through us. We may desire them, Yes, we may uh, long to know, um, to see them flow through us, yes, but we can't manipulate them and work them out by the action of our will. Amen? That means they are given by the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Now, note that all these gifts are supernatural. They are supernatural. That means that you can't make them up. They are not natural abilities. They are not in the domain of talents. All right. They are in the domain of the anointing. Pneumaticus. 
the spiritual. Amen? All right. So, the gifts of the Spirit reveal God's omniscience, okay, omnipotence and omnipresence. So that means that God in his omniscience, ability, all right, to know all things, his cognitive ability to know all things. Amen. Um, God gives us a word, just a bit of that. If God puts all that he knows into your head, your head will, will explode. If he puts everything into your spirit, your spirit will be no more. <laughs> so he gives us in bits, all right, as we need them. Praise God. Okay, so these gifts show the omnipresence of God as well, that God is everywhere at the same time. And, and these gifts that we just um, read about in First Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 1 to 11, there are nine altogether, and they can be categorized into three groups or categories. Amen? The first category here, power gifts, that's the gifts which do or accomplish things. Power gifts. All right? Um, example here is gifts of healing, working of miracles, and gift of faith, special faith. I like the Amplified Version puts it, it says, calls it special faith, Amplified. Amen? Now, these are gifts that do things. All right? Now, you understand that faith is an action word. Amen? It's not a noun. (laughs) Faith is an action word. If you truly believe and there's nothing you're doing in line with your faith, your faith is fake. Okay? Faith is an action word. So, that means there are three power gifts. Namely, the gift of faith or special faith, all right? The gift of um, working of miracles and the gifts of healing. So these are the three gifts under that category. Is that clear? Okay, the second category here is the utterance gifts. Utterance here, all right? The gift of prophecy, the gift of speaking in diverse tongues, and then the gift of interpretation of diverse tongues. Amen? So prophecy, speaking in diverse tongues, interpretation of diverse tongues, utterance. All right, number three, revelation gifts. Now, we have three there as well. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. Word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. So um, those three categories... Okay, can we go over them again? Number one, power gifts. Okay, number two, number three. All right, out loud. Can we say that? Number one, number two, number three. All right, good. Now, power gifts. What are the gifts under that category? Number one, don't look at your manual anymore. Can you can say it? Number one. <laughs> Number two, uh-huh, number three, all right, good. I hope you said the right thing. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> all right, out loud, let me hear your voice now so that I can correct you if you're wrong. Okay, number one, let's go. Power gifts now, let's go. Uh-huh, 
Uh-huh. Special faith. Okay. So that's, that's very important. Okay. So what are power gifts? The gifts that what do or accomplish things. How? Supernaturally. It has to be supernatural. Okay. Not naturally, but supernaturally. All right. Now, um, let's go to the second category, utterance. Utterance gift. Number one, gift of prophecy or prophecy. Uh Number two, speaking in diverse tongues. Number three, all right, interpretation of tongues. Of course, diverse tongues. Amen. All right. So, utterance gifts are gifts that, come on now. That speak things supernaturally or say things supernaturally. So is their speaking gifts, utterance. All right. And then number three, revelation gifts. Okay. What are the gifts under this category? Let's go. Word of knowledge. Uh huh. Word of wisdom. Uh huh. Descending of spirits. Okay. So word of knowledge, word of wisdom, descending of spirits. All right. So, what are revelation gifts or revelational gifts? What are revelation gifts? They are the gifts that, come on now, reveal things how? Supernaturally. It has to be supernatural. If it's not, it is not um, a spiritual gift. Amen? Okay. So, Now, you know the difference between uh, spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts are nine in number. Okay? Spiritual gifts are nine in number. And we just um, made a list of them. Okay. Now, what about ministry gifts? Ministry gifts are five in number. Right? Okay. Apostles. Come on now. Prophets. Uh Uh-huh evangelists, pastors, and teachers, okay? So when we say spiritual gifts, we are referring to the gifts of the Holy Spirit, okay? You can call them spiritual gifts or the gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are nine in number, okay? And if we take them category by category, power gifts, three, gifts of healing, working of miracles, gift of special faith, all trans gifts, three, all right, prophecy, speaking in diverse tongues and interpretation of diverse tongues. Revelation gifts, three, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, discerning of spirits. All right, so nine spiritual gifts or nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, Jesus gave the five ministry gifts to the church. Who gave them to the church? Jesus. Now, the nine gifts of the Spirit or spiritual gifts all right, are given to us by the Holy Spirit. In fact, they are called what? The manifestation of the Spirit. Okay? So, in Ephesians 4, if you read from verse 8 to 11, when Jesus Christ ascended up on high, he led captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto men. So, the five-fold ministry gifts were given to the church by Jesus Christ. Okay? The nine spiritual gifts are given to us by the Holy Spirit. Okay? So you can tell, you know the difference between 
um, spiritual gifts and ministry gifts. All right, let me add one more. There's what is known as the body gift. Come on, say body gifts. All right. Well, we may not go there today, but let me just add that to your knowledge. Okay, let me give you to know. Romans chapter 12. If you start reading here from verse 3, okay, it says, For I say through the grace given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as God had dealt to every man the measure of faith. For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, it says, so we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Okay? Having then gifts differing, According to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy, let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith or ministry, let us minister, let us wait on our ministry or he that teacheth on teaching, he that exalteth on exaltation, he that giveth, let him do it with simplicity, he that ruleth with diligence, he that showeth mercy with cheerfulness, okay? Let love be without hypocrisy or dissimulation. Above that which is evil, cleave to that which is good. All right. So if you see those gifts there from verse 4, running to verse uh, 7 or 8 there, okay? They are called body gifts. Praise God. All right. That includes giving. Do you know there are some people who are, who are graced to give? They are givers. Amen? Hello. Like... Docas. How many of us know Docas? Docas in the Bible, Tabitha. In Acts of the Apostles, chapter number nine. You remember that account? Okay. She was given to hospitality. It was a gift. There are people like that. Giving is the easiest thing for them to do. They're in the body. Some are, they have specific calling into politics or business, name it. But they have, they, they know it that they've been called to support the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. There was a time God spoke to me when I was um, a core member or serving at the time, and God spoke to me and said, You know, I've given you this grace to be a giver. All right. And you can ask my wife <laughs> and people who are close to me, my delight is giving. I, I love it. <laughs> Praise God. For some people, you know, giving to them is like pulling off or pulling away their mustache. Amen? <laughs> you know, it, it could be very challenging for some people. Well, it ought not to be for Christians if you exercise yourself in the grace of God. But that notwithstanding, there are people who are graced by God to give. They are givers. Amen? All right, back to the subject. Um of discussion. Okay. So let's look at revelation gifts now. So we're starting from number three now. Okay. Let's look at revelation gifts. Uh, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. Now let's start with word of knowledge. Now word of knowledge is actually the supernatural knowledge that God gives you of things which had been and are happening presently. In other words, things in the past and things and or 
depending on, you know, what God is dealing with. And or things that are happening currently. So word of knowledge is a supernatural knowledge God gives you. Awareness, consciousness. God gives you of things in the past you were not told. Because I said supernatural. If you were told about those things or told of those things, then it is not it is not word of knowledge. That is word from knowledge. <laughs> Amen. So there's word from knowledge. That one is not supernatural. Somebody already told you, and you knew that already. Amen. And you said it. And some people may go, wow, and all that, but that is not word of knowledge. If it's not supernatural, forget it. It is not one of the gifts of the spirit. Amen. So, um, so it is with the past and the present. Past and present. Past and present. Don't forget that word of knowledge. Come on now. Past and what? Present. Come on. Let me hear you. Past and what? Present. That's word of knowledge. Okay. For example, in John chapter number five, you read from verse five to seven. At the pool called Bethesda, nobody told Jesus that that man had been there. The man that had been bedridden for 38 years had been there for that long. Jesus knew that the man had been there for long. How? Supernaturally. Word of knowledge. It just comes. You just know. By the spirit. By the spirit. Amen. In Acts of the Apostles chapter 5, you read from verse 1 to 10. Ananias and his wife, Sapphira, okay, lied about how much they sold the land for. And Peter was not there when they were making the transaction. But Peter knew by the spirit that they were lying. And he told Ananias to his face and said, look, you're actually lying. How did he know? The Lord revealed that to him supernaturally. That is word of knowledge. So of things that had happened, okay, that were um, outside the natural awareness or knowledge or consciousness of Peter, yet he knew about those things by the spirit. So that's, that's word of knowledge. And then Acts of the Apostles chapter 9, add that to it from verse 10 to 16. I love this. You know, Paul, the apostle, uh, Saul of Tarsus, had had an encounter with the Lord on the way to Damascus, and Jesus had appeared to him, and um, he went blind, had gone blind, rather, and then he was led to the house of one called Judas. And he was there praying. Now, Ananias was, you know, at another place in another location, and he was there doing, minding his own business. And then he had a trance. He had a, a vision. The Lord appeared to Ananias, a brother um, of the church at um, uh, Damascus. Okay? So he saw the Lord Jesus, and Jesus, the Lord, told him, he said, there's one soul of Tarsus. Okay, and he told him the name of the street where the house of Judas, where Saul of Tarsus was and was praying. He told him that the name of that street. He said, he said the street is called Street. Okay, supernaturally. And then he told him the name of the person that was praying, 
Saul of Tarsus supernaturally. And then he told him what he was doing at the time he was praying. And then he told him, okay, what he would do when he get there. Okay. He told him what he would do when he gets to that place. And what did he tell him? He said, you will lay hands on him that he may receive his sight. And God explained everything to him supernaturally. And that was what Saul of Tarsus was also encountering right there at the house of Judas. Why? Because God wanted brother Ananias to help him. Amen. If you're really, really interested in helping people beyond charity, all right, beyond just meeting their natural needs, which is good. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. It's good. But if you want to help people supernaturally, then desire spiritual gifts. You'll be able to help people supernaturally. If you give somebody food, it's a good thing. An unbeliever can do that also. Can do likewise. If you buy, pay somebody's school fees, an unbeliever can do that as well. But if you minister to somebody supernaturally, you've caught an unbeliever out of it. You can't do that. Because you're ministering in the domain of the anointing. Okay? How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, he went about doing good and he was healing all those that were oppressed of the devil. So doing good is good. All right? Healing all those, I mean, those that are oppressed of the devil, I believe that is a higher level of doing good. Praise God. (laughs) Amen. I said amen. I remember, I'll share some testimonies. Let's go on. Let's finish this first. So that's, that's word of knowledge. That's word of knowledge. Amen? Yeah, so let me share the testimony now. I remember I was praying, doing my own personal praying. You know, Zabro, Dekra, Sandalaba, just praying in tongues. And the word of the Lord came to me. Word of knowledge. Call brother Susu and so now. All right? And tell him, shout on the phone. Tell him, don't remove your boxer. Ah. <laughs> Which kind of word is this one? No. <laughs> so I knew it was the Lord. If you walk with God long enough, you can tell this is God speaking. Apart from your mind, your spirit, by reason of use, you have to use it again and again. Okay? So I called him up. I said, don't remove your boxer. He said, yes, sir. I won't. So it was thereafter that he called me and he told me that God used me to be a blessing to him, to rescue him, that there was this lady, somehow he had been, you know, somehow lost in after and some things had been happening and all that. So that day he was so, so weak, you know, that he just felt, let me just do this thing once and for all. Okay. And he had removed his shirt his singlet, he had removed his trousers, his pants. So what was left was his boxer. So at the time that he wanted to remove his boxer, okay, his phone rang. And he looked and he saw that it was me, I mean, calling. So he picked it and he heard, don't remove your boxer. Amen. 
And that was how he was saved from fornication. Glory to God. Amen. I can go on and on. I can tell you a lot of things. Amen. There was a day I was in the fellowship, all right, on campus. And the word of the Lord came to me. That brother does not have money. He does not even know uh, where to get the next meal from. So I said, Lord, what do I do? He said, take some money in your pocket, slip it into his Bible. Okay? So I took some money, I slipped it. You know, uh, we used to use hard copy Bible. <laughs> but these days, we have to send money, get your account number and all that. So that's a, that's a challenge. Okay? So I just slipped the money into his Bible. And when we're done worshiping God, it was time to listen to the word of God. So um, right there and then, I sat behind him. I mean, I was sitting behind him. He was in front of me. So I was watching. He opened his Bible and saw money there and was shocked. All right? He was shocked and he smiled. <laughs> Praise God. And he had a witness in his heart that God sent his angel to put it there. All right? Is it not the angel of God? <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. Amen. I said amen. Is his word of knowledge. You can really... And there was a brother, you know, checked a... And the result of a course that he, he an exam that he wrote, and um, he failed. He failed the course, the exam. So he was really sad. He was down, and he was doubting the love of God for him. So I was coming behind the brother. The brother was in front of me, and then the Lord said, "You know that brother?" I said, "Yes." He said, "He just failed an exam." All right. Okay. Run catch up and encourage him. So I ran, I said, it is well, all right? Though you just failed an exam, and I mentioned the course because the Lord gave it to me accurately. And he, he, he just went on his knees and he lifted up his hand and said, Lord, I repent, you love me, you love me, you love me. And I encouraged him, okay? And he had to receive that course and he passed thereafter. Praise God, amen. So, I can go on and on and on and on. Amen? Supernaturally, how God has shown me things supernaturally. Supernaturally. Amen? So that's word of knowledge. Now let's go to word of wisdom. Now word of wisdom here is the supernatural revelation of God's plan and his purpose for you. God's plan and his purpose. For you, for people around you, all right, for your country, for the world. When God gives you um, access into his, gives you understanding of his plan and his purpose, that is word of wisdom. The purpose of God here simply means why God made you or why God is doing something. All right, and of all the three revelation or revelational gifts, praise God, this is the most important. Word of wisdom. This is the most important. This is the highest of the three revelational, revelational gifts. This is the highest. 
Amen. Why? Because there's nothing as powerful and as important as knowing the plan and the purpose of God for you. There's nothing. There's nothing. Amen. Nothing. Nothing. And so when we talk about the plan and the purpose of God, it's always in the future. I believe you know that. Amen. The plan of God you have fulfilled up until this moment has been fulfilled. The rest is in the future. So the plan of God and the purpose of God for you that you have fulfilled is no longer part of your future. It is part of your past or present. Amen? But the purpose of God is always futuristic. Amen? So, word of wisdom here is the supernatural knowledge of things which are futuristic and the understanding of how to apply them for one's or other's benefits by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Amen? That is word of wisdom. Now, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 11 and verse 28. Acts eleven twenty-eight. we saw how Agabus signified by the Spirit, all right, that there was going to be famine all over the world, and that happened in the days of um, Claudius Caesar, okay? So, that means it came to pass. Another example here is found in Acts of the Apostles, chapter 21, from verse 10 to verse 11. All right. Angabos also prophesied of Paul's persecution that he would face at Jerusalem. Okay. And what did he say? He took, it was a prophetic drama. <laughs> he took the girdle of Paul, tied his hands and his feet, and then he prophesied. He said, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man that owned this gadu and shall deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. Now, he did that by word of wisdom. Okay? So, the purpose of God is always futuristic. It's something that has to do with what you will yet do. What will yet happen is, is, is a powerful thing. Praise God. I believe so strongly that um, Joseph had a very strong, strong manifestation of the word of wisdom. He knew what would happen in the future, how that there would be famine, all right, and his brethren will have to, you know, leave where they were at at the time and go to where food would be. And he knew that they would bow to him even his parents too will have to submit to his leadership because he later became the prime minister of Egypt. Hallelujah. And his parents, all right, Jacob, his siblings, his brothers, they submitted to his leadership. They bowed to him. Praise God. So that is another manifestation of word of wisdom. Now, the third one here, discerning of spirits, Discerning of spirits, um, 
This is the supernatural awareness of the realm of the spirit to know, to hear, to see by the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Now, discerning of spirit, look up, please. This is very important. It is actually seen into the realm of the spirit. You see into the realm of the spirit. You see into the realm of the spirit. That means your eyes are open. It's like the cutting of the natural is removed. And then you can see into the spiritual. Amen? That is discerning of spirit. Now, discerning of spirit is not the gift of discernment. Discerning of spirit is not the gift of discernment. Okay? In fact, there's no such thing as the gift of discernment. Amen? No such thing as the gift of discernment. Okay? But there's a gift of discerning of spirits. And then the gift of discerning of spirit is not suspicion. Okay? Suspecting people here and there. It is not suspicion at all. The gift of discerning of spirits is what it is. Discerning of spirits. Okay? It's not discerning human beings, but spirits. It is not the gift of discerning of character, but spirits. And there are three kinds of spirits in the world. There's the divine spirit. That's the spirit of the Father and or the spirit of Jesus Christ, the living word, and or the Holy Spirit, divine spirit. Number two, there is the spirit of angels. Okay? The spirit of the angels of God, holy angels, okay? And then the spirit of fallen angels, demons. And then we have the spirit of man. The spirit of man here simply means that man is a spirit being like God and has capacity to fellowship with God. So there's a divine spirit, angelic spirit, and human spirit. Okay? So, the ability to gain entrance into the realm of the spirit, to see, to know, to understand things in the spirit with vision. It may be open vision, it may be spiritual vision. Amen, we're coming to that later. Okay, it's called designing of spirits. So, designing of spirit is not word of knowledge. There are times you know certain things by word of knowledge that there's a strange spirit around Okay, you can, you can, God gives you that knowledge that there's a false spirit around and you can tell the name of that spirit and the mission of that spirit. Amen? You can tell. But that's not the signing of spirit because you didn't see the spirit. If you saw the spirit, then it would be discerning of spirit. If it's discerning of spirit, okay, vision is involved. You, 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 you see into the realm of the spirit. Amen? That's what it is. An example, Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7 and verse 55 to 56. Amen? We saw how that Stephen, when he was being stoned to death, he saw the heavens open, okay? And then he saw the glory of God and he saw Jesus Christ standing on the right hand of God. That's discerning of spirits. 
Amen. We can give other examples. Praise God. And um, there are people, particularly prophets, who come into that, who have that grace too. To see into the realm of the spirit. Seeing into the realm of the spirit is God-given. Amen. And this gift <laughs> could be very, very, let me use the word, if not well-managed, scary. All right. Um, if you don't manage it well, okay, when you see into the spirit, you see a demon spirit hanging on somebody's head. I mean, literally, you can see the demon. You, you just feel like, ah! <laughs> amen. <laughs> I said, amen. Sometimes you may see people's garments in the spirit. Okay. Uh, the garments that they wear in the spirit on their own spirit. And you see it and say, wow. Wow. Amen. And God does not usually give people this kind of gift because um, except you have matured in the things of God, if you start operating in things like this, um, you may not fellowship with some people anymore. You may not go to some places anymore. Why? Because you feel, ah, what I saw. Well, it's good we, we are looking at ourselves like this one another. We're looking at one another in the physical. <laughs> Praise God. Even in church, sometimes when you see certain things in church, you scream. Amen? You scream. I remember the first time I, I had the manifestation of discerning of spirit. Hmm. I fell into a trance and I saw something in the spirit. I saw a particular minister in the spirit, the spirit of that minister, actually. And then I saw certain things happening and I said, Lord, what's that? He said, that is what is happening in that ministry. Amen. I said, wow. He said, I told you so you could be careful. All right? Love people, but be discerning. Amen? I said, amen. I was shocked. Really shocked. Amen? There was another one. <laughs> I don't think I should say this one. All right, but let me just um, code it. You know, I was talking to someone. You know, so he introduced the person that he wanted to get married to, to me. And I looked, I said, good. So after that encounter, I went back home and I fell into a trance and I saw that lady, okay? And I saw her spirit. I said, ah, what's that? Witchcraft. So I said, I said to the brother, till today, the brother will not hear it from my mouth. <laughs> I don't tell people such things. I will just guide you. 
all right? We don't scatter people with all those things. So don't scatter homes. So it's for edification, right? Uh So I just called him. I said, did you actually pray (laughs) about this thing? (laughs) He said, yes. I said, ah, beloved, (laughs) go and pray again. (laughs) So he came back. He said, I prayed. The Lord said, I should go ahead. I said, ah, (laughs) you didn't hear God. (laughs) You didn't hear God. I said, go and pray again. So when your pastor is saying, go and pray again, like three or four times, you should say, you know what, sir? I I prayed. Is there anything you are seeing in your spirit? (laughs) I said, go and pray again. He he prayed and he felt like, "Ah, okay, sir, you know what? Whatever. You are seeing, just tell me. So I said, uh, I do not think. I didn't say she's not your wife. I said, I do not think that you should marry her. He said, mm. I said but thank God he's been taught. He trusts in a leadership. I said, go and fast. Go and fast. And so he went, fasted. I think three or seven days, he came back, fasted, fasted and prayed. He said, I have the same witness in my spirit. I said, okay, so follow your spirit. Amen. Praise God. Immediately after that encounter, when that lady, the lady had known that, you know, uh, had seen her in the spirit. So immediately after that encounter, she just disappeared. Till tomorrow, we don't know where the lady is. She just disappeared. Amen. This world is much more than appearance. So So that's why you have to to be filled with the spirit. (laughs) Amen. Glory to God. So let's move to power gifts quickly. Power gifts. Now, for power gifts here, we have the gift of special faith, we gift gifts of healing, and then working of miracles. Now, gift of special faith here is not the saving faith. There's the saving faith, there's the special faith. Special faith is the faith that the Spirit of God imparts to you, all right, as the need for it um, comes up. He imparts that faith to you right there and then. Okay? But it is beyond the scope and the fervency or strength of your own faith, your personal faith. But he needs something done at that point in time. So the gift of special faith comes. All right? Now, if you operate by the gift of special faith, Okay, does not mean that when you're done operating that way, you now stay at that level. If you have not developed your faith to that point, okay, you cannot stay at that level. It was given to you by the Holy Spirit. Then you go back to your own level of faith before you had that manifestation of the Spirit. Is that clear? In fact, even if, if, if you were at that level of faith, all right, then God would not have given you the gift of special faith. So anytime you see anybody operate the gift of special faith, they are not at that level of faith. All right? In other words, the level of faith required or needed to get that thing done or work that miracle, okay, 
they are not at that level of faith. So God imparts that faith to them and they operate at that level. Then they come back to their own level, personal level of faith. Amen. So the Bible tells us by faith, I will say through faith and by grace, rather, I will say through faith and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Ephesians chapter two and verse eight. Amen. By grace, are we saved through faith? So that faith, the faith that saved us came through the hearing of God's word. Romans 10 and verse 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the faith that saved us came by the hearing of God's word. And that faith remained in us. It is called the saving faith. Saving faith here simply means the faith that he's given to you in the measure that was needed for salvation. Now, you're not, you then walk on that faith. You, you go ahead and walk on that faith, feed it with the word, act on the word, renew your mind to God's word to develop that faith. Romans 12, 3 says, God has dealt to every man the measure of faith. So that measure of faith needed to get saved came through the hearing of God's word, amen, and remained in you. At salvation and after salvation. Praise God. Now what you then do. All right. With that faith. Will determine your level of faith. If you walk it. You feed it. You act upon the word regularly. Walking in love. Amen. That faith will grow. And grow. And grow. And grow. And grow. Okay. And that saving faith is not special faith. And special faith is not saving faith. For every believer, saving faith is in you. You have that faith in you. Okay? The measure of faith. Now, special faith is the faith imparted to you by the Holy Spirit. For the moment, to get something done. Most of the time, when you operate under the anointing to work miracles, all right? Special faith is released unto you. Okay? When I operate under the mantle of the spirit to work miracles, I don't doubt anything. Even if the person is looking like he's dying, I don't doubt. Okay? I just have this assurance in my heart that it is done. Amen? Now, I, I don't always act that way. <laughs> Amen? Sometimes when I am not operating in the spirit or under the mantle of the Holy Ghost that way, and I see a particular situation... I will have to keep confessing the word in the name of Jesus. I'm not afraid. I'm I'm welling up my own faith (laughs) to be able to deal with that situation. But when I'm operating under the anointing, I don't need any confession. Amen. It's just there. You believe. Amen. I was operating under, you know, the anointing of the Holy Spirit. There was a woman who had been believing God for the fruit of the womb, the husband, the husband's sperm does not, the sperm doesn't have um, uh, sperm cells. Amen. And so the sperm is just watery, like water. And the hand of the Lord came, when the hand of the Lord comes, is <laughs> the hand of the Lord. And the hand of the Lord came on me, was strong. And I looked at the husband, I looked at the wife, I said, you will get pregnant. Wife, you will get pregnant. This same man will impregnate you. She said, how? I said, God has taken care of the deficiency. 
All right? Amen? The wife is pregnant now. Glory to God. Now, I didn't, do, I didn't make that one up. If the hand of the Lord is not strong upon me, I will encourage them and say, you know what? Let's just believe the word of God. Let's trust God. <laughs> That's all I can say. But when the hand of God comes on you, boy, it's always very strong. Amen. So special faith operates that way. It just comes. You cannot doubt. You just believe. You believe that it is done. The case of the war between Israel, all right, and one of the Gentile countries in Joshua chapter 10 and verse 12. And the Bible says, Joshua stood and he commanded the sun and the moon to stand still. And it was so. <laughs> that's, that's an ordinary faith. <laughs> that was imparted to him by the Holy Ghost. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen, 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 amen. Glory to God. I was in a meeting one time. And um, I just knew in my heart, by word of knowledge, that everyone who had eye defect would be healed. In that meeting, I knew by word of knowledge. And then the hand of the Lord came upon me. My faith just skyrocketed. And I told them, I said, line up, all of you. (laughs) When he's operating like that, you see the way you're talking like (laughs) you own the whole world. (laughs) Line up, all of you. And then they lined up. And then the Lord spoke to me and said, can you see the light, the halogen light? I said, yes. Look. Can you see your shadow cast on the floor? I said, yes. He said, tell them to go through your shadow. All right. And they went through my shadow one after the other, one after the other. And every one of them got healed. Glory to God. Everyone. Now, I can't make that one up. Amen. I believed it. Why? Because God gave me faith to believe it. Okay. But after that operation, I went back to my level of faith. So that's why every day I'm working on my faith, feeding my faith with the word, acting on the word, walking in love. Amen. Let's look at gifts of healing quickly. This is a supernatural endowment of the Holy Spirit upon one to minister healing to the sick by the anointing of the Spirit. Now, there's, there's the anointing, there's the healing anointing. Okay? That anointing was upon Jesus, and people who sought to touch the hem of his garment were made whole. And as they touched, the hand of the Lord came upon them by that anointing. For example, Mark 5 the woman with the issue of blood. Okay? So, it's called a healing anointing. And when the gift of healing is released unto you, it may be in the arena of maybe the eyes or ears or mouth or the lungs, or it may be in the arena of um, reproduction. Okay? So, people have the gifts diversely. Amen? And that's why you have the word plural there. Gifts. 
that has their gifts. Amen? Gifts of healing. In fact, if you read the original manuscript in, in the Greek, it is actually gifts of healings. Amen? Gifts of healings. In other words, diverse gifts of healings. Praise God. And when that gift is manifesting, you can tell a particular condition will be healed. It's an anointing. You can tell. You can. Amen. I said amen. You know, sometimes ministering on morning dew, you know, and feeling the hand of the Lord almost every day on you. You, you can literally sometimes, when the hand of God comes on me, my eyelids will go. They will just collapse immediately. Pa. All right? I can't see anybody. It's like I'm inside a white cloud. Amen? And then you start knowing things in the spirit. There's somebody here. You, just, you start giving words. Start giving words. Amen? <laughs> it's always it's good. It's a pleasant thing. Amen? I love the hand of the Lord. Boy, I love the hand of the Lord. I was in a meeting one time, all right, and I just knew by the Spirit that God was healing cases of um, irregular growth of the legs, you know, um, different sizes, one shorter than the other. I just knew. Sometimes it starts with a knowing, but you have to trust the Holy Spirit. If you probe into it and said, Lord, okay, is that? I said, yes. Okay. Then you probe further. The hand of the Lord will come upon you. So I told them people who had um, irregular legs, okay, shorter. Okay. And um, I told them, line up. They lined up. They sat down. The anointing, the hand, I could literally feel the hand of God on me. It's, it's the power of God. Keep doing it. God is saying, do it. Continue. So the hand of God was strong on me. I put my hand, all right, close to the shorter leg, all right, and I would say, grow out. Right before my very eyes, the, the leg will grow, all right? I moved to the next one. When I was done, there was somebody, <laughs> so people are lost, they don't understand spiritual things. There was somebody that was in the meeting, they didn't come out. Now came to meet me after the meeting. I said, I come and factor this thing up. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> I can only teach you God's word. If you believe the word, faith always works. If you believe God's word, it will work for you. But that anointing, I can't say I'm shaking like the hand of God. Do my hand. It won't work. It won't work. Amen? That's why when the waters are stirred, dive in. You better dive in fast. Amen. I said, Amen. Glory to God. There was somebody I was counseling with right there in my office, and she was telling me um, about the situation of her mom. All right. Um, She had a condition, I won't mention it, but it was very terrible, terrible condition. And so I was desiring in my heart, just desiring in my heart, desiring in my heart, Lord, use me, just help me, help this person through me. And all of a sudden, I felt the healing anointing on my hand. And I know what it is. 
I just felt it. I said, Lord, what's he said is for her. All right. Use her as a point of contact to the mom. And that was it. The moment I laid my hand on her, she collapsed on the floor like a pack of cards. <laughs> she was on the floor for like, I think about four or five minutes. Amen. The testimony is that the mom is perfectly whole now. Glory to God. <laughs> perfectly healed. Glory, glory, glory. Amen. Mm-hmm. So that's the gift of healing. Now let's go to working of miracles quickly. Amen. Now, a supernatural endowment upon one to work miracles. Now, the gift of healing, when it's operating, okay, um, you, you just have the knowing in your heart that something is happening in the spirit and God is working something. So it is more of God working it, all right, through your faith. Sometimes you have to lay hands. Sometimes you may not lay hands. Sometimes you have to proclaim certain words. Sometimes you may not proclaim those words. All right. Sometimes you have to lift up your hands. Sometimes you may not. But that anointing is working. But when it comes to working of miracles, God involves you in the process. There's an involvement of the minister or the believer. Amen. In other words, God is saying, do it this way. For example, John chapter 9 the man that was born blind from verse 1 to verse 7, okay? And Jesus spat on the ground, made clay of the saliva, anointed his eyes and said, go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And he went, he washed, and he came back saying, glory to God. <laughs> That's a working of miracles. God involves you in the process. Amen. I said, amen. That's a working of miracles. And there are other examples. For example, in Exodus chapter number 14, from verse 15 to 16, at the Red Sea. Okay? Moses was there, held. God said, hold the rod in your hand, lift up your hands. All right? And then part the Red Sea. So he lifted up his hand with the rod in his hand, and he did like this. And God walked through his hands. Amen? That's the working of miracles. So that means it's not just God doing it and then you just watch God do it. God involves you in the process of getting it done. The working of miracles. Amen? I said amen. Amen. Come on now. I said amen. amen. That's it. All right. Let's go to utterance gifts very quickly. Prophecy, speaking in diverse tongues and interpretation of diverse tongues. So let's look at prophecy quickly. For prophecy, um, you are actually speaking onto just three things primarily. Exhortation, edification, and what? Comfort. Thank you. First Corinthians chapter number 14. But he that prophesied speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. So what does that mean? It simply means that the simple gift of prophecy does not involve revelation. Okay? There's no revelation involved at all. It is just 
utterance. For example, if you speak in utterance in a known language to you and to the people, all right, to whom you are speaking, then you are prophesying because if you speak in that known language by inspiration, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, that's what is called prophecy. All right, maybe you say, Thus hear the Lord, my people, my hand is upon you. I am in your midst. The glory of God is upon you. Go forward, make progress, and all that. And when you say that, you are not revealing the future or the plan and the purpose of God in any way. So word of wisdom is not involved. Amen? But the moment you start involving or including word of wisdom, it is no longer the simple gift of prophecy. Amen? It is now word of wisdom given by the utterance of prophecy. But a simple gift of prophecy is purely utterance, inspired by the Holy Ghost in a known language. Okay? Revelation is not involved. So this is, this is very important. Is that clear? All right. And the Bible tells us that every one of us may prophesy. Prophesying here simply means, you know, speak forth as the Spirit gives you utterance in a known language. The bubbling up or bubbling forth of the Spirit. It just comes up from within you. You start prophesying, speaking, speaking in a known language. If you're speaking in an unknown language, that's tongues. But you're speaking in a known language, that is prophecy. By the Holy Spirit. By the Holy Spirit. Amen? Now, speaking under the unction of the Holy Spirit, okay, for example, maybe the preaching anointing or teaching anointing is not prophecy or prophesying. It's not prophecy. Why? Because it is actually speaking from what you know, but you are under the influence of the Holy Spirit, guided by the Holy Spirit. But prophecy is is utterance coming from within your belly. The preaching anointing is not the prophetic anointing. It can operate prophetically, but that is not the anointing to prophesy. Amen? I said amen. And prophecy is greater than preaching. Prophecy is greater than preaching. Amen? Prophecy is even greater than teaching. There's the teaching anointing, there is the preaching anointing, and then there is the bubbling forth of the Spirit from within you to speak in a known language as inspired by him. That's prophecy. Amen? And that's why if you're teaching the word and there's a bubbling forth within you to say something by the Holy Spirit, listen very carefully, stop the teaching, say it, prophesy If you continue with teaching, you kill the atmosphere. Because something greater is about to happen. Teaching is good. Don't misunderstand me. Teaching is very important. 
I don't mean, you know, you just prophesying all the time. You will not teach. That's not what we're talking about. All right. Give attention to the word. Can someone say amen to that? Teach the word of God. But while you're teaching God's word and there is like an intercepting force of the anointing to prophesy, go ahead and prophesy. Go ahead and prophesy. Most of the time, all right, when I have um, uh, given the Spirit of God that right of way to flow through me, marvelous things have been wrought. Powerful things. Amen? Mm -hmm. Powerful. So speaking in diverse tongues. Okay, that is speaking in tongues beyond the particular spirit or spiritual language that you speak in or speak by. You know, for example, when you receive the Holy Spirit and then you yield yourself to the Spirit, you start speaking in tongues. So there's a usual tongue that goes with receiving the Spirit. Okay, for example, you hear somebody praying in tongues, you can tell. That's Shagun praying in tongues, right? Your tongue is unique to you. All right? If you pray in tongues now, you, you hear some things. You know, there's a brother there when he, you know, he used to pray in tongues. You can tell from afar. He will go, ka, 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 ba, He will repeat it like five times. And then we'll start again, ka, 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 You know, you can tell that's brother, you know, praying in tongues. Amen? But this is not the usual tongue that comes with being filled with the Spirit. This is speaking in diverse tongues. In other words, you can speak in the tongue of an angel right now, and, or you speak in the tongue of maybe a Latino by the Spirit. Okay? And most of the time, when you speak in diverse tongues like this, there's always a message that the Spirit of God wants to communicate to the church. There's always a message. Amen? Or you are about to transit from one level of glory to a higher level of glory. Or the spirit of intercession is about to move you into the prophetic to start doing things in the spirit. So the tongue changes. You may just pray in tongues. That is still praying in tongues that came when you were filled with the spirit. All right, at first. Now, you are now praying. As you're praying in tongues now. Okay, it gets deeper. You now go, and then at that point, all right, there's a change of the water level. Okay, you may move from ankle to knee level and knee to loin, waist level. Amen. <laughs> there's, there's a change. That change takes you deeper. You, you start you know, exploring things in the spirit. There's an exploration. You start scanning. If you pray in tongues long enough, there are certain things you know about your future before you get there, before you enter into that future. You will know. 
Sometimes I stand before some people and it looks like I've seen them before. Where did I see you? Oh, oh, in the spirit. How many of us have felt like that before? You've been to some places and then you look around and say, I've been here before. (laughs) But you can't tell, all right, whether in the body or outside of the body, you can't tell. 2 Corinthians 12, Paul said, I heard some things too much for words. Whether in my body or outside, I cannot tell. But I was caught up to third heaven. There are certain things like that. You can't tell whether it happened naturally or in the spirit. Because that knowledge is actually wired into your spirit, wired into your mind. Amen. One of the breakthroughs you have in life will happen, major breakthrough you will have in life will happen when you give time to pray in tongues. I'm telling you, you just, just do it consistently. It may just be like, say, 45 minutes or one hour. Or you may even start with 30 minutes. Something will happen to you. Something good. <laughs> Amen. So interpretation of tongues, that's interpretation of diverse tongues. Amen? Okay. Now the interpretation is supernatural as much and as well as the gift of speaking in diverse tongues. In other words, the person is saying something and it's like the person is speaking your natural language. Hello? You can hear what the person is saying and understand what the person is saying. And then it's not just understanding it. You also have utterance to say it. Sometimes you have understanding, but there's no utterance to say it. Keep quiet. It's also a bubbling forth because it's an utterance gift. So you have utterance to say it. You said, the Lord is saying that this, 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 you interpret it. You can hear the person in your language and you're inspired to, to say it. If you are not inspired to say it, God must have given the utterance to someone else around you. But if you, the person picks it up, just let the person do it. Order. We're still coming to that if time permits. Praise God. We're going to stop here. But understand that um, prophecy equals speaking in tongues, all right, and interpretation of tongues. Amen? If you interpret it and then you give the the word and the knowledge that the people um, can understand, then you have given them a prophetic word. Amen. But a simple gift of prophecy is unto what? Exaltation, edification, and what? Comfort. No revelation involved. We'll stop here and we'll take questions during the next class okay um does anybody have questions just note your questions all right we'll look at them and answer them Uh, so we'll take a break now right for 15 minutes okay and then we'll be back by god's grace thank you for listening god bless you